So welcome back to Unsigned 518. It is the uh, first show of season two, I guess you could say, although I'm uh, recording this in uh, early, mid-November. I mean, uh, December. Whatever time, Whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever fucking time. And it's like, it's... Uh, Pre-Christmas, but I was just saying to the boys in Girth Control that I'm gonna I'm gonna take a little break for the holidays, so there'll be uh, episode one of season two. So anyway, I guess that leads us up to who's in the Dazzle Den today, and that is Girth oh, Control. Dead. Yeah, that was. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with male patterns. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There are boys. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. they they're the ones that uh that coined the phrase Dazzle Den. Wow. I, I, I used know. to I used to live with Brendan uh from Male Patterns in oh. our basement. Well, that's funny because it was named, actually Brendan specifically who dude, coined. Dude, like, he he named the basement the Shred Shack, <laughs> and then after we moved out, after he moved out, we still we were playing shows down there, and and uh, we still kept calling it that because it's not like we were going to come out with a better name than that. So I guess he's just. I mean, I knew he was a genius, but I didn't know how much of a knack he had yeah. for naming it, spaces. It spread because when you know I was like trying to come up with a name. You know, because I kept saying, you know, here at the whatever. And then, you know, I was like, if anybody could think of a name. And he came up with Dazzle then. And I was like, yes. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's a great dude. He designed our first T-shirt, too. He Just out of the goodness of his heart, he said, hey, well, I keep hearing you guys play the song Too Many Dudes yeah. in the basement. And uh, I came up with a T-shirt design. Here it is, <laughs> basically. And it was awesome. It was the best. We, re- we reprinted it in three colors because it was so good and everybody loved it. So, that yeah, awesome. Brendan. Shout, this is a Brendan Appreciation Podcast, Yeah, right? totally, all, and I think yeah. I have the, I, I do, well, there's the Male Patterns uh, single split. Oh, yeah, there's a new one and over there. And then there's, yeah, the one right over there hanging up, yeah, so appreciation to them. Fucking love those guys. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, oh, so yeah. uh, Girth Control, if we want to just start and uh, introduce yourselves and uh, who you are and what you do in the band. Um, my name is Mark, and I do drums and lead vocals. This is Jay, lead vocalist and guitarist. And I'm Bob, uh, bass player and lead vocals. So you, so you all, I'll do the lead vocals then. <laughs> yes, we all sing lead vocals, yes. <laughs> no, we, um, we always, we wrote that in the first uh, CD because we thought it was funny. And then we were playing a show in Asbury Park and the sound guy was really surly and he was not in a good mood and he did not enjoy the local ska punk <laughs> bands that were playing that night. And he, he comes up to us, uh, before we play, he comes up to me and he goes, how many microphones do you need? And I was like, ah, uh, we need, we actually need three, man. And he goes, who sings lead vocals? And I just, I was like, oh God, he's going to really fucking hate this answer. <laughs> I was like, I'm really sorry, dude, but we, we literally all sing lead vocals and he just goes fucking great and just walked <laughs> away. <laughs> he was, he was gone for like 10 minutes after that. I don't know what he was doing. Probably but. like having a cigarette and like. <laughs> he, yeah, he was like Ben Affleck in the meme. He was just like, oh, fucking Oh. And as he was walking, he was like, "No good fucking bands, this fucking show." He was like, oh, he was pissed. But then he was really, then he was actually really nice the rest of the night. It was before we came out, he gave us like a strip club introduction. He was like, oh. "And coming to the stage, Girth Control." He was like a totally different guy. We did offend a, a, a Ben Franklin tour guide while we were there too. So that was a very eventful show. But you know, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, that's we, we'll have to hear about that one. But uh, <laughs> so let's go back. I guess uh, if you want to start, you know, I was saying before we got rolling, kind of start wherever you want in the story. But uh, I would like to hear the story of girth control. I I always tell everybody um, research wise. I do none. Like I don't. Perfect. I don't look into band members. I don't like you know stalk Instagram or whatever people seem to do to like. I just listen to whatever music that I can find, and uh, so that's really all I know about you guys is that I fucking dig your music because like it fits into what my old old ass uh, listens to. I don't know if you see the hat, but like I have I'm, the same know, hat. <laughs> I'm a, I'm an old I'm an old punker. Um, so like I like punk music, I like ska music. So I was pretty stoked to have you guys on. And now I want to hear the story of how you guys came together cuz I really don't know. Yeah, we um these guys used to be in a band called Public Access back in the day, which was like a pretty well-regarded local ska punk band and with like hardcore and Barry Sax and I joined up with them after Public Access broke up. Um, and we started a band called the Slaughterhouse Chorus, which, uh, we were going for a good while and, um, having a really good time. And then our singer, Chris, uh, bought a business and he was like, I can't do all this shit. I'm going to quit the band. And we were like, dude, don't quit the fucking band. Just, we'll just, just chill out. Like, so, um, but we had a show scheduled in the shred shack. Um, <laughs> with our friends Bridge Under Fire from Syracuse, they were coming into town. So we were like, well, you know, Chris has got his hands full. We don't need to break up the Slaughterhouse Chorus. We'll just take a little break. Um, and we want to do this show. So what can we do? We have three weeks to this show. What can we do to, to still salvage this thing and have a good time? And so uh, we decided that we would try and learn three ska punk covers and write three songs in three weeks. And, um, yeah, we were only going to do the one show, but we had so much fun, um, that, and we, none of us could sing. So we decided that we would all sing and, you know, we just, we had so much, we had such a good time and it just was happening. So naturally coming up with song ideas and, you know, getting back in touch with, you know, kind of restarting as an adult, as if you are a 15 year old kid again, like, you know? Yeah. Well, I think the, the point of girth control was we'd been being pretty serious with music for quite a while. Right. So like slaughterhouse, we worked really hard to write songs with meaningful lyrics and, you know, even in public access, we were doing kind of uh, political songs and, you know, spending a lot of time really getting the songs perfect, figuring out every little transition and, and taking things like pretty seriously while still having some fun while we were doing it. And Girth Control, the idea was to go like right back to the start. You know, what was it like when you were 15 and you were just first getting stoked about music? And for me, it was going to like Saratoga Winners, seeing my friends' bands play matinees. When I saw your band play recently, actually, Andy, yeah. uh, it reminded me a lot of some of those bands that we would see back in the day at like at Winners or Mother Earth's Cafe. Just, you know, the five, I don't know, five people, four people just five having people, yeah. just having fun playing the music they like. It it can, you know, it doesn't all have to be one genre. It can just be whatever, you know, whatever comes out. And uh with us it was bands that you mentioned that are on your your Spotify 
top five at the end of the year. Like we all grew up with less than Jake and operation Ivy and no effects. And when it was time to just like, let's bash out three songs. What are they going to be? That was what we all wanted to do. You know, get the, get the ska punk out, get the skate punk out, just play fast and have fun and, uh, work with our very limited vocal skills. <laughs> but you know, it's it's more about presentation. You know, because it's not like any of us in in the band. Like none of us are vocalists. You know what I mean? Like we just like are like the same thing. It's like oh, these are tunes that we love, and we can hit them with fucking gusto and like enthusiasm. We're like you know, we're jumping around and having fun, and like that makes up for. And I don't want to say lack of talent because that like you know it sounds like denigrating, but like. It is, for us anyway, more about the showmanship, you know, what we're bringing to a live show. Well, I think for us, like, in a lot of ways, not to get too deep, but it's like, yeah, it's like a defense mechanism, right? Or It's like using, using humor and self-deprecating <laughs> things like, well, none of us can sing. I mean, it's just a, it's just a defense mechanism. Like we all, we've taken music seriously our whole lives, Yeah, we do. but it's, but it's like, it's scary to go out there and it's scary to sing in a band when you've never done it before. And we've always all supported other people who are better singers and, you know, doing their thing. And so like, it was kind of like, well, we can't, you know, it, it, it'll be so awkward to go out there and try and be serious that, you know, I guess we got to write, uh, songs about forties and shit and, uh, you know, do like a, do a suicide machines cover and just try and get people, you know, ripping in this basement. And when did you put the first, and I always say on wax again, like an old man, but like, when were your first recordings? Like, what do you have for, we actually, for that, we recorded the shittiest demo possible for that <laughs> show for that, for that. Cause it was literally going to be one show. So we said, well, we guess we got to record it. So we had on there, we had three songs on there and a secret track and we recorded it like, uh, it, it's probably an embarrassment to Jay because it was yeah, so Yeah, I, I think I, so I've, I, I learned kind of how to record uh, during the Slaughterhouse chorus and I, I'd gone to school briefly to try to figure that stuff out. But uh, with Slaughterhouse, I, I really dove into it and, you know, kind of wrapped my head around the whole DIY Pro Tools recording thing. So I had some experience, and for the first Girth Control demo, I literally just put, I think, one microphone up in the Shred Shack, and we played the songs three times, and we picked the best version of it, and that was what we put out as a demo. So It, it was all was an exercise in seeing what we could yeah. get done in three weeks. And I, I mean, and literally, like we said, it was even in the, fir- in the first song, we had the lyric, first show, last show, because it was supposed to be the whole thing. So, so we did that. We photocopied um, some covers for that. It was my first time ever, like photo, uh, whatever the fuck you call it, like making a collage where like uh, I had <laughs> animated crafts. Uh, the old yeah, arts and, and crafts. It was my first yeah. arts and crafts, which um, is very like I feel like that's very Brendan influence. Like, it was Brendan. Yeah, yeah, Brendan yeah, taught me how to do that. His, his Brendan, Brendan taught me how to Xerox. It, it wasn't even a fucking joke. Um, but so we did that, and then it didn't end up being the last show because we were having so much fun and our friends loved it. So we were just like, I guess we'll just keep fucking doing it. And then a year after that, you know, we kept writing songs and we recorded um, our first full length. We thought it would be funny and just make sense because at that point, the idea of going into like a studio and separating the vocals from the music. And it, it was it was like, we can't possibly do that because we suck. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, so 
So we just did the we just did a more sophisticated setup in the shred shack, threw a show, um, you know, practiced the songs as much as we could, and we we had our friend Dan Madalone um, help us record in the basement at a show, and that's our first um, our first full length is a live album, and it's called What Got You Stoked in the First Place, and it's like the big, you know. It was like we wanted to make like what if it was a what if we made a greatest hits as our first album? What if you know because a live album's like so a band's greatest hits? We were like, what's a what's the Girth Control's greatest hits live album sound like? Let's make it. And I don't know, I think we really succeeded, honestly. Crushed it. Yeah. So <laughs> it, yeah, it was basically like what if what if Kiss Alive was their first album and that's what it is for Girth Control. Do we want to play I know we you discussed what tunes you wanted to play. You want to play something off that? Or? Yeah, I think that um in case anyone's listening to this and hasn't heard us, I think, you know, it still holds up as our, our favorite song. Probably the song we'll always play every single show. We usually play it last because we think it's our best and it really summarizes the whole band and the whole experience of uh, getting back in touch with your dumb, young punk self and, and having fun and getting lost in it. And uh, so the title track off of... Uh, that album called What Got You Stoked in the First Place, I think, is a is a great place for people to get the idea. If you don't like this, then you probably won't like <laughs> any of the other stuff. You can just just tune tune us out and just listen to when Andy talks about his band and you have a good <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, what got you stoked in the first place, I would say. All right. Oh yeah. yeah. So let's listen to what got you stoked in the first place. Girth control, and then we'll be right back. Woo! We really made it. Once we had this on our end Singing along to our favorite band Music was all we needed to get by Though I try, just cannot forget Stoked in the first place. We got you stoked in the first place. 
That was What Got You Stoked in the First Place. That was the uh, title track off the LP, What Got You Stoked in the First Place. So now that we've established What Got You Stoked in the First Place, so what happened at, like, then you started playing some shows, you've put down some other recordings since then, like, what's been going on since that first LP? We recorded the first full length about a year after we started the band, and then it came out a few months later, and um, everyone was having a good time. We were playing shows with our friends and having fun, and we we thought, what would be, you know, where do we go from here? And we were all huge fans of the uh, the Fat Rat Comp short music for short people. It's <laughs> like one of the things that really we always talked about. Like we always would put it on. It always was like, you know, just tying back into like, what are those things that? Wh- where do we bring this band? What are those things that? got us stoked in the first place. And that short music for short people is one of those things that was like mind blowing to all three of us. And so we were like, well, let's try and do like our own short music for short people. Let's write, um, as many like 30 second songs as we can and put out our, it'll be a full length, but it'll be on a seven inch. So that was our brilliant idea. Um, it took (laughs) as much work as writing a regular full length, Except then when we put the songs in the set, it only takes up like, you know, the whole the whole full length. If It's 14 songs, but it's like eight minutes long. So we put the songs in. The, it's like, oh, now we've just totally fucked ourselves. <laughs> we, have, <laughs> we, you know, we try and pad the set out with these songs and we're trying to like play them and shit. But they're, they're so sure they're awesome. I, I mean, I'm really glad that we did it because it was something that we really wanted to do was make a full length seven inch. We just like and then. We, uh, I mean, that was awesome. We still have a bunch of them, but, <laughs> but we sell them. We'll sell them eventually. We wanted to do them on three different colors. So we had to get 300 made. So if anyone's listening to this and really likes girth control. And if you have, you a, if you have a link, um, for it, I'll, I'll link it on the uh, oh, show yeah. page at the end. So we yeah. Can... Get it from the band camp. Jay uh, will yeah. mail it out with love <laughs> and maybe some stickers or something. Probably I would imagine. Maybe a lock of his hair. Yeah, right. If you buy one seven inch, I'll send you three. <laughs> <laughs> Just enter promo code Andy. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah there you go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we realized even though that was awesome and it was exactly what we wanted to do, uh, it was kind of a, you know, we realized the error of our ways. Like, we don't want to do that again because we need to fill out sets. Like, we're playing shows. That's what we really do. So, um, so then we had the we were like, well, we don't want to just make a normal full length. We already put out a live album. We put out the full length seven inch. Where do we go from here? We did the other dumbest thing you could do. <laughs> <laughs> so we we decided that the next release would be a double LP. So that's what we're in the middle of working on now. Uh, it's going to be called Life's Too Short for Girth Control. And we... We had it up to like 28 songs, but we had to cut a couple because they kind of were 
too shitty. So we don't know exactly where it's going to end up in the twenties though. And they're like, some of them are short, but most of them are like two minutes, you know, like normal punk length. So, so we should have some pretty long sets. Maybe we'll be able to (laughs) crack that 30 minute mark. Yeah. Every set we, no matter how long we, no matter how long our set list looks, it's always 30 minutes. So I think we could probably make it to 45 now. I think so. Uh, so yeah, that's, I think we're going to wind up at like 25 songs. My guess is it'll be maybe 40 minutes long. So it's still not really a double LP by any standard. It would fit on one LP. It would fit on one CD, but we're going to put it on multiple CDs. Uh, we're going to get one of those old, like melancholy and the infinite sadness <laughs> CD cases. You remember those? Like the, uh, yeah, the, Thickies, the, the thick yeah, ones. Yeah, the thick boys. So we're going to order all of those off of eBay, like every last one that exists. I think and the double out, the double CD really, um, when they switched to that slimline double CD case, I feel like it, they, that was a, that was a huge mistake. That's why the record industry tanked. Yeah. <laughs> I remember having a, like, like when you'd have like the CD, um, holder and then you'd have the double CDs and you'd have to snap that little fucking plastic tab so that it would fit in with the rest of the CDs. Cause they, you, know, you didn't have one with the, with the extra, with the, with a few little thickies on there. No. Oh man. I didn't oh. know those existed. Yeah, even though, well, you know, I guess my mom probably bought me a good one. She said, this guy's got too many double CDs. I got to get him the ones with a few little double slots. He can put his melancholy in there, you know. And the infinite sadness. He can fit the infinite sadness <laughs> in there, too. All right, so, um, so you've got the uh, release coming out at some point this year. And I'm, I'm saying this year because, you know, we're t- time warping it. We're actually... In 2023, even though we're, we're not, because I was saying this is, again, the first episode. So it's coming out at some point this year, and it's too early to say when type of thing, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, uh, I I'm, I'm, think we're shooting for summer okay. of 2023. We're currently, as of end of 2022, just wrapping up the last couple things we need to record. So the the bulk of it is done we're bringing in a couple friends to play some fun additional instruments over the next month and then we'll be you know doing the the mix and master uh towards the beginning of 23 so i think summer summer seems reasonable i'm putting it out there you know it's Personal funny goal. is the uh i was you know going back to spotify i know spotify is like the devil or whatever but uh like go back to spotify how they feed you all these like curated playlists and everything at the end of the year where they gave me a hey andy here's your um albany new york indie rock playlist and song number one was dumber for the summer wow <laughs> like and, and if you wow. don't believe me I'll, I'll show you before you go but i was like what the what the fuck what are the chances yeah that, that was just- you know that was a weird one because um we that was just like a 2020 thing that we you know we've been working on the double lp but we've put out a couple singles because we got bored. Right. So we put out clever as shit. That, I mean, I like it. Dude. Well, good. I'm glad you like that. One Cause it was definitely a weird one. It was like, wasn't really like our style or anything, but it was just like an idea that we had. And it was like, well, this has to either come out now or never come out because of, cause after 2020, everything's going to be totally normal and cool. And this will right. never, nothing will ever suck again. So we better <laughs> right. put this out now. And then it totally did. Everything's so much better. Um, and then, and before that we put out the, uh, zombie stole my 40 for Halloween. I think that was 2019. So yeah, we've been, and that was our first zombie stole my 40 was our first, um, time trying to make a video and, uh, God, that turned out fucking awesome. We had so much fun and it turned out so good. So like our goal for the, for, uh, 
life's too short for girth control is to make more videos too so that's nice we just shot a video this week i'll show you again before you leave yeah we shot yeah. a video this week and right in this very room <laughs> like, you know. you're gonna lift the veil you're gonna how, what's behind the you're gonna see the wizard behind the yeah curtain, well it was you know? all all green screen anyway oh, so oh, you know like but it was still in this room <laughs> well yeah like we were talking earlier about you know when andy started in radio you had to cut tape with a razor blade yeah, and for sure like what amazing times we're living in. I don't know that we all really appreciate it, but like I have a whole recording studio in my basement. We can make videos on our phones. It's it's wonderful. So yeah, we can kind of do everything ourselves and do them at the speed that we want to. And uh, it generally turns out really good. So um, what a world. Really good by girth control standards, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we want to, we, you were going to play a second song. Um, so we should, we should. Uh, yeah, yeah. Out. So this, um, we're going to hit you with a new one. It was the first new one uh, that we wrote. So we just, you know, we came up with the idea of writing a double LP, but then we were trying to write songs, but like they sucked. We were like, wrote like a few songs that we were just like, this, this isn't very good. What the fuck are we doing wrong? Like, I think uh, we forgot how to write regular songs after we wrote 14 30-second <laughs> yeah. songs. So we had to kind of get back to basics and figure out where to go from there. Yeah, so we were, we were having some trouble, and then it was just like um, we were literally, I think, talking about what do we do? Like, what's a girth control song? And so it was like someone was like, should we write a song about beer? And then someone else was like, should we write a song about how work sucks? And then we were, uh, and then uh, one of us was like, "Hold on a second, that's a song." Like, so the first song that we wrote for the double LP was a song about us relearning how to write girth control songs, which sounds fucking stupid now that I say it, <laughs> but it's the delivery is really good. So it's um, it's called now that's a fucking girth control song, and it's uh, yeah, it's a triumphant. Um, it's a, uh, you, you get to really hear three men in their mid thirties just finding themselves. It's a tour de force, you know? So, and really from there, like the floodgates open. So once we, once we wrote that song, we couldn't stop. And then we had 28 songs and they're all perfect. So, well, except for the three that we cut, except for the, well, the three that we cut weren't as good, but it's a very high standard we were going for. So like. We're talking all A pluses. Those were like A minuses. So we had to cut them. They had to go. They didn't quite make the cut. But this song still made the cut, even though it was the first song that we uh, that we wrote for it. And yeah, it's called Now That's a Fucking Girth Control Song. All right, cool. So let's listen to Now That's a Fucking Girth Control Song. And then we'll be right back to wrap it up with Girth Control. Should we write a song about beer? Should we write a song about how it sucks? Think we're going to be onto something here. Yeah. 
that's a fucking girth control song. I'm not a therapist, I'm not a scientist, I just play guitar and each season. If there's a message in these lyrics, it's just stay stoked and do cool shit. So that was uh, now that's a fucking girth control song, and that's off the upcoming uh, double LP that's coming at some point this year. Yeah, yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be on the album we're still tentatively calling, which we've been calling it for like two or three years. Uh, Life's too short for girth control. The the double LP probably be upwards of forty to forty two minutes long. So <laughs> Jeez. it's a long. You need a lot of attention. You know? It's an epic. Yeah, uh, yeah it's a, it's pretty proggy. It's getting there. <laughs> it's proggy. <laughs> it's like two tool songs. You know. Like, yes. Um. So I, you know, I was saying before we we played the song that we were going to come back and wrap it up, and usually we just do two songs, but I I forgot that you had mentioned earlier in the in the show about a story that I wanted to hear about, and we never talked about it, and it leads into a song, so it's about the time that, that you pissed off the uh, Ben Franklin tour guide. So I want to hear that story. Yeah, so uh, this was the same Asbury Park show that we pissed off the sound guy at. <laughs> so we were really killing it that night. Um, so we played the set. Um, there, you know, it was it was a light crowd, so you know, whatever. We 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 grabbed some beers and we went to the back patio and we were just bullshitting with the the, the few people that were there. And this guy comes up to me, and he's like, he's like, uh, you guys were you guys were really good, but um, he's like, I'm I'm the 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 Ben Franklin tour guide over in Philly, and um, man, you really should learn more about him because it's kind of like bullshit that you're you're talking shit on Ben Franklin. Well, so we we have a song. We decided we would never have a political song, but we just, you know, um, we went, this is as recent as we'll get with political shit, and we decided that Ben Franklin uh, had it, has it coming. So we had, we have a, <laughs> we have a song called Ben Franklin's a snake oil salesman. And that's, so that's, yeah, we played that, that we, we, we played that that night. So we did. It's, it's our, it's our only real diss track <laughs> and it's on Ben Franklin. Um, it's one of our better songs, but yeah, it totally pissed this guy off. And, uh, you know, I mean, he was, he was being a cool dude about it, but like, it totally, it, I was taken back. Like he was, he was legit. Like you need to come out to the museum so I can show you around. Like he was trying to change our minds about it. You should have gone. And then just the whole time just been, no, nope, still like, fuck that dude. <laughs> like, uh, you know, bullshit. I'm sorry you tried pal, but, uh. <laughs> Now we're going to write a second song. <laughs> you know? Fuck the Ben Franklin yeah. tour guide. <laughs> the Ben Franklin tour guide is a snake oil salesman. Whenever we well. play in Philly next, we're, we're slapping a girth sticker on that museum. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, so then let's hear uh, Ben Franklin is a snake oil salesman, and then we'll come back. To okay. We should, we should uh, preface this. Okay. 
uh, Jay, would you like to talk about? Yeah, so I'll, I'll do my shout out now. My girlfriend Meg is uh, going to be mad that I even mention her on this, but she's wonderful. She listens to us practice every day, every every week, and uh, she wrote most of the lyrics for this song. She hates Ben Franklin so much. Every time we go to Philly, she's like, "Oh my god, that guy was such a smug prick." And the <laughs> so like ninety percent of the lyrics to this song are things that she came up with, and she also plays the piccolo and snare drum at the beginning of the song. So we should definitely acknowledge her. Go Meg. Yeah, Meg rules. Ben Franklin was a snake oil salesman. 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 All right, so that was Ben Franklin, Girth Control. Uh, and I want to thank you guys for coming out here. It's uh, always cool when uh, bands come out and when I can I can discover music and then come to find out your connection with, you know, Brendan and Mel Patterns and how he named your practice studio and he named my practice studio. And it's just uh, the small world and the 518 kind of kicks ass. But uh, So I want to thank you guys for coming out. And before you go... Uh, like I do with everybody, I want to give you the chance to uh, say your hellos or thank yous or your whatevers. So uh, the microphone is yours. I guess I'll start because I always fucking jump ahead of everybody and just start jaw flapping. Um, no, I guess I just want to say thank you to you, Andy. This has been very nice. This is our first podcast, so that's pleasant. You know, thanks to Brendan. Thanks to Dan Madalone. Thanks to um, any other cool people obviously there's a ton of other cool people but uh meg obviously very cool uh anybody who's laughed with us laughed at us um had fun at our shows uh all our friends and and family who uh continue to indulge us as we make music into middle age and the music just keeps getting dumber and dumber and yeah, I, you know, I just thank you to everybody in the capital region because it's a very awesome area with a lot of cool people. And uh, my favorite thing about this area has always been that I think there's no room for people to be full of shit. Everyone just kind of does their own thing, makes the music they want to make, is supportive of each other, but no one's trying to fit into any specific scene because there really isn't too much of a stranglehold on any one genre of music in this area so i like you know seeing all these people making music that's true to their themselves and you know it, it makes for a very awesome area and a lot of cool people so thank you to the capital region and yeah i'll let these guys talk now uh yeah so i'll also kind of jump on what mark said to thank some of the folks that have lent their vastly superior talents to girth control recordings or uh or shows so we've been very lucky we know a lot of people who are uh not only really really cool playing great bands but uh you know also just shred at whatever instrument they're doing so we had uh 
Eric Halder, who's a good friend of ours, play guitar on the seven inch. He was my guitar teacher when I was a kid, and now he's a good friend. Uh, Chris and uh, Matt, who were our old horn section in public access years ago, and Chris was in the Slaughterhouse Chorus with us, and we still play music together. Uh, they've played horns for us. Um, trying to, I'm not sure if I'm missing anybody else, but I think those are like kind of important people to shout out just because they've, you know, over the years been not only super supportive, but will play on our music when they are way too good to be playing in girth control. They will, they will help us polish our turds. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Metaphorically. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just kind of back up what Mark said. I mean, we, we really grew up in a, in a great music scene. So we got, we got lucky to, to grow up around here and play all the, all the great places, winners, Valentine's, all that stuff. And, um, you know, it's a weird time, uh, you know, to, to play around here, but there's new venues popping up. Um, the hangar's awesome to us. Um, the hollow's been good. Um, you know, the Eldorado was cool. Eldorado was sweet. So, you know, I guess just want to shout out to, to everyone. No um, fun. No fun. No was fun cool was too. great. Yeah. To, to anyone, you know, trying to, um, put music spaces out there, um, you know, for all the indie artists in Albany. So shout out to them and, you know, all of our friends that, that just keep coming out to our shows and, um, you know, you know, sing, uh, uh, too many dudes back to us when we play <laughs> it. Um, we love it. So, you know, we love you guys. So thank you. All right, cool. So that is girth control. I am Andy Scullin. This is unsigned five one eight and I'll see you on the road. Unsigned 518 is produced in conjunction with Nippertown. You can find new episodes here every week on nippertown.com. If you are a band or musician in the 518 area code and would like to be on Unsigned 518, shoot me an email at unsigned518 at gmail.com. I'm your host, Andy Scullin. I'll be back next week with another episode of Unsigned 518. Thanks for listening.